3, 2, 1. You are listening to the D-Bad Movement. This is the Don't Be a Dickhead podcast with me, John Gilbert. Me, Ian Thompson. And me, Alex King. Welcome along. Sit down a little musical turn there. Before we carry on, a couple of weeks ago, we recorded an episode on habits. We did. And you challenged us to come up with a nice habit that that each of us had. Oh, yeah. And you came up with a nice habit that we had. Mm. We never came up with any nice habit for you. I I mentioned that to Alex afterwards. I didn't notice when we were recording. It's only when I reflected on afterwards. Me and Alex have discussed this and we felt a little bit bad because all we came up with was bad habits. Um, We didn't come up with anything nice for you. Now, I've got a bad habit. Just as a footnote to that episode. For John? No, I've got a bad habit. I I thought you were leading somewhere nice then. It's just like, and here's even more bad habits. Here's another fucking thing you do. I've got a bad habit where I tend to interrupt people while they're talking. Yes. And if I ever suddenly have a good idea, then I'll just start to say it and forget that they're talking. And John always allows me to do that and says, no, 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 you go ahead. And like puts my things ahead of his own. Consider it. And then also, if we disagree as well, John regularly sort of lets me get the upper hand as well. So so that's a nice thing that he does. It's not I'm a walkover. No, no, no. We're not saying you're walkover because if like other times and you'll sort of say, all right, that's a, he's a great idea, but we're going to do this. Yeah, but you're taking like, people's ideas. Yeah, oh. you're good at listening to, yeah. to, uh, to good other listener. people. Good listener. Oh, wow. The yeah. good thing about listening is what I portray on the outside and what I'm feeling on the inside could be different things and you would never know. Yeah. Yeah. So what he really means is, no, 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 go on, you go ahead. And inside is thinking, you dick. Well, we're talking about music today. I'll be playing the um, theme tune from Magic Roundabout around around in my yeah. head as you're sharing some things. I've no idea what it, <laughs> what it was or what I've just agreed to do. And so it's like, why haven't you done it? Remember, we agreed to it, John. You were nodding along and I was just thinking, all I was thinking of is Dylan and Zebedee. And I, I thought it was a great idea. You were even dancing. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> so I guess I should say thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Okay. Well, let's get let's get back to to, to the show. But yeah, that was no, nice. Like what just happened there, dear listener, is that I didn't notice how needy I was when we were doing the recording. It was only upon reflection, which I then vocalised, and then they felt bad about it, and then they've come back and gone, "We need to come up with something." Let's just say it's a good listener. So today we're going to be talking about music. Yes. We've got a few suggestions in from the community, but before we dive into that, I have a question for you. What is your attitude to entrance music? Because I think it's done really spectacularly well in boxing and WWE and in certain TV shows. And I've long since championed the idea of doing this in real life. Possibly, yeah. Like having a theme tune. Yeah. There's one thing about having a theme tune while you walk around places, but then... What you're talking about is whenever you walk into any room. So you just stop outside, play a song on your phone and then walk in? Yeah. We have talked about it before because I told you the story of our pool team, didn't I? Yeah. We used to walk into Boom Shake the Room. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was on this sport episode. Yeah. And I'm not saying that we could do that as you're going into a meeting or to to your family, but you could turn it down a little bit. Like they do on like Seinfeld and things like that when Seinfeld walks into a room and he goes like that. But would it would it be that you stop outside and play it on your phone or would it just be that it just happens like this ethereal? That would be better, wouldn't it? I don't yeah. know how that's going to work. Just like whenever I walk like into a room, then here comes the hot stepper players or something. Well, I tell you what my suggestion is that we imagine that. So I am going to do that for the rest of the week. We could just sing it or just do it vocally. So you want it's me to? You want so when it. Ian comes in, you want me to go hit it? Na 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 na
Here and comes the hot stepper. I say we just sing it. You don't need to be stressed. Or you could just do it in your head. Just like ears, like what you're smiling at. And just like, I'm just imagining Eni Kamosi right now. <laughs> that how it is. Yeah. Okay. I appear to have quite a lot of knowledge yeah, for that song. Yeah. Knowledge. Hot stepper. But I like the idea of that. I think I would go for the killers, the man. That kind of like level of arrogance as I come in. Who's the man? Who's the man with the plan? As I walk into a room. And then people would expect me to do something. Yeah. What would Alice go for? Let no the bodies idea. hit the floor. Yeah. What's that one? That's, that's like a... Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Was it screaming? No. That was... I'm sure that was some entrance music for somebody on WWF Wrestling. Mm. <laughs> that would be impressive. Okay. I, I don't know what mine is. Have a think about it, listeners. Everybody should have their own entrance music, in my opinion. I'm going to have a think about it. Might be worth considering. I mean, particularly in these times, it's just like, here comes Mr. COVID. <laughs> oh, no. Murderer. That would be good. That would be good. If everybody with COVID has to musically announce it, yeah. then maybe we know to keep distance. Maybe that's what the NHS app that came out today does. <laughs> <laughs> it just it, it plays a ringtone, but you it's like... You get close to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you get close to someone, then it, it plays a little tune. Yeah. <laughs> so, Alex, what have you been thinking about when it comes to Dick Hedery music? What? It's like music taste. People don't like a certain genre and someone else likes it and then they mock you for it. Yeah. You don't all have to like the same music. I remember my brother absolutely like destroying my nephew on this. My nephew was just like, ah. Oh. He said, what, are you listening to the music? He goes, I listen to My Chemical Romance. He went, huh, emo, you don't want to be listening to that. And that's it, you never listen to them again. Yeah. Not wrong with my chemical romance. I saw them in Edinburgh once when they weren't even big. Yeah, I can understand not liking certain music. Like, I really don't like screamer metal music. But I can understand why people do. I'm not a massive fan of it. It's just noise to me. I think you've picked the one genre where it falls down. Because I think there's, oh, I don't like pop music and I don't like rock and stuff like that. But when they're screaming, I do struggle with that one a bit. That doesn't necessarily mean it falls down, though. though. Like, yeah, some people love it. I mean, it's still valid. It evokes an immersion, doesn't it? I think people listen to it when they're, like, angry Angry. or... Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a massive fan I wouldn't have it as my entrance know. music. No, no. I think when people say, like, oh, pop music's not real music, as was said to me just before we went on air, but they weren't agreeing with that. They were saying that it's dickheadery when people do that. And there is a lot of pretty poor pop music, but some of it's great. And the reason mm. it's called pop music is it's because it's popular. Mm. And I thought if it was total diarrhea, then it would never become popular. However, there are a few songs that maybe challenge that. And I've got a list. Okay. Okay. So these are some of the generally considered worst songs of all time. Who, who's who's considered them that? Well, I, I took it from Wikipedia, who took it from various polls that have been done before. Okay. They're popular songs, well, we know them. Well, you'll, I think I you'll so. probably know all okay. of them. Yeah, otherwise it's going to be <laughs> going to be awful. Okay. So they've had from here, Ice Ice Baby, Vanilla Ice. No, great song. Great song. Love it. Yeah, yeah. wrong. How can you not like it? Great song. Yeah. Achy Breaky Heart, Billy Ray Cyrus. Not wrong with it. I wouldn't listen to it myself, but I don't hear it. I wouldn't choose to put it on. I wouldn't choose to put it on, but it's all right. Yeah. Not wrong with it. Could it be magic? Take that. Brilliant. One of the most despised tracks. Good song. It's a good song. Brilliant. As is Barry Manilow's. Yeah. Really good. And musically, very good as well. It opens with the piece of Chopin, I believe. Mm. Chopin Prelude. Yeah. I've sung that in pantomime in St. Helens before. Really? Yeah. What were you in the pantomime? The Prince. The Prince of? Can't remember what show it was. (laughs) Have you done a lot of pantomimes in St. Helens? A fair few, yeah. I did about four years. Did you? Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Learning something new. I'm supposed to be a good listener. Yeah. You must not have been talking about this before. I don't think I've spoken about it before, no. Well, I think Anna Karen was in it at the time. Barbara Windsor came along in a Rolls Royce to watch. Wow. She said I was lovely. Oh, that's really good. Nice. Do you know, the next podcast we're going to be recording about is about live performances. So, so maybe we can learn more about your time in Panto then. Yeah. Mr. Blobby. Yeah, all right. Mr. Blobby. Shit. That was pretty shit. All the kids like it. It was just Harry Fanny. Terrified. Harry Fanny? What? I thought, said, what? I thought you said Mr. Blobby and she said he's got a hairy fanny. <laughs> no, not at all. You need to improve your listening skills, mate. What she said is... He pants on so you'd be able to see. He used to terrify me. He's a mister. I genuinely have... thought you said he's got a hairy fanny. He doesn't have a fanny. He might have a hairy fanny. He doesn't even fanny. have a penis, I don't think. But anyway, no, what she said was used to terrify you. <laughs> Yeah. What was terrifying about him? Was just it his, him. Was his, his hairy genitalia? Just his face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll move on then. Um, I've even got headphones on. Is there any more? I'm enjoying these. Life, Desiree. Do you remember that oh, one? Oh yeah, great song. But people Can't attack the lyrics is. on that because it's got that, was it? I'm scared of a ghost, but I'd rather eat a piece of toast. Mm. Something like that. What's mm. it go like? And that's it. Life, oh life, oh life, oh life. Actually, it's a rubbish song. Never isn't it? heard of that. Yeah. It's like it's all right. Gabriel's it's like fine. Couldn't be bothered to do any lyrics on yeah. it. Um, Fong song by Cisco. Great song. Absolutely great song. Really? I think of yeah, what that really is now. Thong, 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 thong. Oh yeah. yeah, love that song. It's a great song. Yeah. Mm, bit sexist. Um, Who let the dogs out? Baha man. Uh, really good fun yeah. song for when you're really drunk. My humps. The black eyed peas. Brilliant. Love it. No way. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Nickelback's rock star. I think this is controversial. Ah, see, People massive, hate that. Right? I just don't particularly like Nickelback, but... I like it. Yeah, it's, it's an all right song, yeah. I think it's fun. a great song, and it would be good as a great song had it not been for the fact that it's a Nickelback song, because yeah. people like to attack Nickelback in a similar way to Coldplay, yeah. really, but don't it's, they? Um, it, yeah, it's a perfectly fine song. Yeah. Friday by Rebecca Black. <laughs> I mean... Uh, Friday, Friday, yeah. gotta get drunk That's the worst Friday. of the lot. That is the worst of the lot, yeah. Paula Becker. But, but I mean, you know... It I mean, of, it was a hit. It does its job as a pop music it's song. It's just not very good. Yeah. It did make me hate Fridays for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> baby by Justin Bieber. That was a good song at the time. Baby, baby, baby. But I like, yeah, great. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know song. what's happened to the podcast. Basically, we're just <laughs> listing songs. Yeah. Far be it from the Don't Be a Dickhead podcast to be judgmental about things, but I think we found our calling. Let's do a couple more because I'm enjoying it. Well, I've, that's that's the end of it, but I've got another question for okay. you that, that's linked to this, which is, should we still enjoy and listen to music that was made famous by people who've then gone on to do horrible things? I'm talking here, The Lost Prophets. I'm talking R. Gary R. Glitter, R. Kelly, Chris Brown. I still like Chris Brown songs. Michael Jackson and R. Kelly songs. I mean, R. Kelly did do it, didn't he? Yeah. I know he did, but that's been proven. Oh, he's been found guilty. Yeah. Is he in prison? It's not yet, I don't think. Right. Well, well hopefully it will be soon. But then Michael Jackson was never found guilty. No. So people say, yeah, it's all right. Whereas people like my wife think that it's disgraceful that people still listen to Michael Jackson's songs because he was a massive paedophile. But the songs are still good. Yeah, I think it's whether you listen to the song detached from the actual person. I, I rarely think of the artist when I'm listening to a song. Yeah, mm. I mean... Well, that's this is the question. Yeah. I rarely do as well. I mean, I'm usually singing too loud to Man in the Mirror to actually hear Yeah. Them. Maybe you shouldn't, but I still do. Yeah. Well, some people think it's total dickheadery. 
that yeah. you listen to Michael I can Jackson. See why. I mean, Gary Glitter, who has been convicted, but people said his music was never that great anyway, so let's not worry about it. Yeah, I used to like Lost Profit stuff. I feel sorry for the rest of the band, but when the lead singer does unforgivable, unspeakable things, then can you listen to that music without that popping into your head? It's mm. quite difficult, really. But the thing is as well, that if you listen to someone like throughout your full childhood it makes you reminiscent things mm. you still want to listen to them doesn't change the fact that you'd still like the song I don't know oh, I think it can do yeah yeah I think that the actions of that person, if, you, if it reminds you of what they've done every time, then surely that takes yeah, away. Yeah, I think, like you said, if it reminds you of it, I never think of the... Depends whether it reminds you of him touching you or touching someone else. <laughs> I'm talking the difference between emotional touching and physical touching. Mind you, um, speaking of music and unforgivable things, if somebody started singing the theme tune from Jim Will Fix It, when it got to, and ba ba ba, I think I'd have to join in. That just mm. reminds me of my... You're right, actually, Alex, that reminds me of my childhood, so... Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the generations of music. I feel like music that was made like back in the day, still you can listen to them now and they're still great. What's but the day? Like, eight, like 80s music or even before that. But songs that are released now, I can't imagine them still being listened to in like yeah. 50, 60 years time. But they say that every generation but did they like the 50s and particularly the 60s has been heralded as a classic era but then so is the 70s and 80s music now it surprises me when people who are far too young for remembering that the first time around it comes on somewhere everybody knows the words and yeah. they really get around it it's like I can't know the words to like loads of old songs I think you still in every kid you still get some songs that everyone from that decade is going to know mm. but can you picture like WAP by Cardi B and Megan no, Thee Stallion being sang by like 80 year olds. Not that one, no. 50 years time. But, like, if you think about what people are singing from, say, the 80s or something like that, it's yeah. what? It's 100, 150 songs. And how many were written in the 80s? Like, yeah, you're not going to get whacked by Cardi B song, but you are going to get, um, oh, God. Um, yes, yeah, what I mean, pick a few songs that have been released this year that you think will be like. Tell me to pick a few hits. songs that have been released this year. <laughs> I'm going to struggle, mate. Uh, that's what I mean. None of them are recognisable as being hits. No, but hits. it's because I don't, tend, I don't listen mm. to that, do I? They're generally covers now anyway, aren't they? Um, but you are going to get some, though. You... Yeah, yeah, I think you will, but I just don't know if they're on the same level as they used to be. Because you know when you die, what, what music can we play at your funeral? I was thinking about this, and it's, it's a difficult question, but I think I'd want like a sad song and then a, like a rap song. <laughs> what, do you want WAP? WAP. <laughs> I want like Landslide by Fleetwood Mac and then, oh, and oh. then WAP. Yeah, that, I think that's my funeral song. Okay. No, you are choosing WAP. No, landslide. <laughs> yeah, because you do claim those songs then, because then people who know you, when they hear that song again, oh, that was from that funeral. Yeah, yeah to clarify, get... WAP is not going to be at the funeral. Oh, yeah. might be at the after. Yeah, you want to you get in there soon, though, with the funeral songs, because otherwise, yeah. like, if, if you die before all your mates and stuff like that, you're just going to be left with the shit. Yeah, yeah you know, You're going to be left with a Drake track or something like that. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. What about you, Ian? <clears throat> not entirely sure. I was having a good hard think about this. I decided eventually on Maybe Tomorrow, the theme from The Littlest Hobo. Oh. Yeah. Because it's what we played at Totem's funeral. Oh, no way. Which was very nice. Am we, I thinking oh, of the right one? There's a voice that keeps on calling me. Down, down the road, that's where I'll always be. Every step I make, I'll, I'll make a new friend. friend. I don't know the words. I'm home again. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down. Maybe tomorrow I'll just keep moving on. Oh, We played it. It was funny. We went to Nutwood. 
and we um, scattered his ashes. Oh. And the sun shone through the trees onto where we'd scattered his ashes and we played Maybe Tomorrow. Oh, that sounds lovely. That's, that's nice. lovely. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's what you want that in York be, as well. I'll have mine as well, you see, as I go to join him. Oh, lovely. So we've been asking the community for their heartfelt <laughs> stories too. So we asked the question, what music would you like playing at your funeral? And we've got a bit of a mix, I think it's fair to say. So some people, so Sally Gilbert's put Four Simple Words by Frank Turner, which Isn't is... Isn't he a pervert? <laughs> is he? I don't know, I thought he was a pervert. Um, oh, I don't know. I, I thought it might be a pervert. Okay. I'm like, wrong about this? <laughs> Let's find out. Okay, well, while Ian's doing that research, yeah. Alice O'Dwyer has gone for Circle of Life from The Lion King, which I think is quite nice. Yeah. Chris Hind has gone for Boom, Boom, Boom by the Out is Here that, Brothers. That's not the one I'm thinking of. Boom, boom, it? boom. Let me hear you say, way oh, way oh. Oh, so you got Dancing Queen from Strachan Bolton and Julie Brody. They're all really nice. It's a lovely song. Then you've got the Molly Brown one, which is interesting, I think, for several reasons. So she said, if she is cremated, she would like Disco Inferno. And if she's buried, she would like going underground by the jam. Right. I get that. It's like a joke depending on actually what happens yeah. to your body then. But I would, I quite like the idea of the, the suggestions that you guys have made, that there's something that's like a long-lasting song that meant something to you rather than just a cheap little joke. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying Molly that you're wrong to choose those. I would urge everybody to start thinking about it. Uh, by the way, I've got two. I've got Foo Fighters, Everlong, and The Killers. All these things I have done. And when I listen mm. to those songs, when I've had a drink, I imagine my death. Um, although Molly Brown did get me thinking because she said, "If I'm cremated, I want Disco Inferno. If I'm getting buried, then I want Going Underground by the Jam." Can you not have both? Can I choose to be half cremated and half buried? Can you just bury the ashes? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's better than my suggestion because I was wondering whether I should be split up the middle or just like bury my that bottom half. That sounds pretty horrific. I'm drawing a quarter. So you're being dismembered and buried and burnt. Yeah. I want to be cremated. It's gone all dark, hasn't it? I mean, yes. who'd have thought a question about funerals took us down a dark road? <laughs> what else has the D bad community been saying? Just before we go on, I'd like to um, post a retraction of my earlier point about Frank Turner being a pervert. It turns out he's quite the opposite, I think. Um, um, he seems like a nice enough guy to me. So, so you can apologise to Sally. Frank Turner is not a pervert. Yay! Oh, that's good. Because otherwise, going by my earlier logic, I've got to stop listening to his music. Plus, it's really embarrassing that for our anniversary, I made a music video. That, you're in, Ian. Uh, I made a music video for my wife to a Frank Turner song. If it turned out he wasn't there. <laughs> uh, Chris Hinder said, Big tall man stands in front of you at a gig is turtle dickheadery. But hey, there are two sides to every story. Maybe they take offence to the vertically challenged people attending a gig. <laughs> also, sound checks need more words than check and one, two. Why do they never shout sound or eight, six? There's a perfectly good reason for that, actually, Chris. The reason why they'll shout one and two, uh, two particularly, is because it's got a plosive in it. And so they're testing that the mic isn't popping and things like that. And they want a nice, loud plosive sound, which eight and six don't give you unless you enunciate your eight very well. Oh, yeah. mm. So music has the power to culturally, morally and emotionally influence our society. I was reading it, it is quite, you don't realise how much music actually does impact your life. It, it's quite incredible, isn't it? Yeah. And national anthems and things like football songs. It's nice to see people get passionate about it. But why? I mean, as a parent of a teenager who goes around the house singing football and rugby songs, there's a time and a place. 
Yeah. And that time and place is at a football or rugby match. Now, I accept you cannot do that at the moment yeah. and be that live audience. However, in your bedroom or where still my kitchen is not the place to take it. Yeah. If you've ever started a chant at a football match, it's social approval that you gain. We once tried to start up a chant at a football match. Me and a friend weren't sat near each other and um, whole city scored. We were sat like a few seats away from each other. Then I stood up and shouted, Fat Man Scoop! And he caught on immediately and stood up and shouted, Brooklyn Clan! And then we, we, we kept going back and forth to see if anyone would join in because we thought it'd be great if they did, but they didn't. Aww. I think it's better that they didn't. Yes, yeah, so it was just me and him. You tried? Yeah, exactly, yeah. It had nothing to do with the football. It wasn't a Fat Man. It wasn't Fat Man Scoop, yeah. Music is a really key part of identity because it's whether you identify with a particular generation or your nationality. I think we've got a comment on that. Yeah, Stuart McDonald. He said, are the English dickheads for not having their own national anthem or are the rest of the UK dickheads for using the English national anthem as the UK's? As a proud Brit, I think that people from other UK countries are dickheads if they boo God Save the Queen, but maybe they have a point. Anyway, after the success of the D-Bad Happy Birthday song, I'm sure you guys could come up with a new English national anthem. It's rubbish. In comparison to all other national anthems, it's pretty rubbish. I like it. Mm, I mean, it's short. That's the only forgiveness. When I hear it, I feel quite proud. It's short, which is good. Yeah. But I mean, like other people, like the Brazil national anthem is great. American, superb. When I was in California and I went to a parade and randomly they started playing God Save the Queen, but then they sang it with different lyrics about how wonderful America was. We were shocked. I can't do that. Mm. Apparently that's It'll a thing change, they do. Won't it? When, when the, queen the Queen passes. Yeah, so And then so who decides it, what it is? Well no, it's God Save the King and that's what they'd sing uh, before. So it doesn't completely change. Six or whatever, then it would be George it'd be God Save the King. I wonder so if Liz will have that played at a funeral. Yeah. From the last time we sing it. Aww. Yeah. Who's Liz? Oh right, okay, yeah. So queen, how does queen he Elizabeth, birth? sorry. God save our gracious king. Yeah. Work well, which is your surname. You could pretend it's about you. Yeah. The American National Anthem, the, the lyrics were written separate to the music. And the lyrics were written by a lawyer who was kept in a prison boat during the War of Independence. And he could just see out of a sliver of window. He was looking out to see whether the flag was still flying. But he could only see it when the rocket's red flare lit up the night. And things like that. So that's mm. what he sings. And the rocket's red flare, the bombs bursting in air gave proof to the fact that our flag was still there. And he knew that as long as the flag was still there, he wouldn't be killed. And he wrote oh. the lyrics to the National Anthem. We're learning from him. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's amazing when he's not just sharing stories about annoying <laughs> things he does around the house. <laughs> um, so I think there's an opportunity here because our monarch, she's getting on a bit. You don't seem to be that keen on the idea of God save our king and so on. I And I think that, as Stuart says, there's a bit of a problem with this. So I've got a pitch. Okay. It's, it's not a song, it's just a pitch, right? So imagine this, that you've got the, the, the audience is waiting in anticipation, there's a bit of a murmur, someone's shouting, Fat Man Scoop, uh, uh, nobody, jo- nobody joins in. And then with that, Dom Howard from Muse, representing England, comes to stage, takes the drum kit. Benji Blakeway from Catfish and the Bottlemen, representing Wales on the bass. They're playing they're playing along a bit, getting his going with a bit of nod to Van Morrison, a bit of Rod Stewart fusion going on. And with that, Tim Wheeler from Ash, representing Northern Ireland, takes the stage with the lead guitar. And then we step it up a bit with a bit of Tom Jones representing Wales and the Beatles representing England for a bit of fusion. And then Shirley Manson representing Scotland comes to stage and then sings three, two, 
What? And then we just go into the Don't Be a Dickhead theme tune. Oh, nice. Yeah. And that becomes our new national anthem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not a lot of singing for Shirley Manson to do, but she, she can hear her Scottish. Shirley Manson? Shirley Manson was the lead singer from Garbage. Oh, right. Okay. I've carefully, cool. nice. I've nice. carefully handpicked yeah. bands I kind of like yeah. from, from different parts Some of the United Kingdom. So, yeah, we've got Ash, Catfish and Muse represent. I mean, there's a lot to choose from. Yeah. I felt like we should have a nod to Tom Jones and the Beatles, Rod Stewart. Sorts of strong pickings from Northern Ireland, I have to say. Yeah. There's not, there is. No. <laughs> I think that's the only one I can think of. Mm. From Northern Ireland. Where's well, Ash, my from? We've got Ash and... Um, no, they're, they're, they're Irish. Mm. No, this is this is the thing, you see. I mean, that's a whole other debate uh, yeah. around that. But yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, it's just a pitch. Oh, it's just I like, not that. Sin. I like it's it. It's got legs. Great. And then so. you've also done some research, Alex, into, I suppose, like a darker side of music and mm. how that can affect our behaviour. Yes, BBC, a bit of research that they did and why listening to happy music makes you do bad things. So they said research would suggest that easy listening tunes can carry the most danger. In 2011, for instance, a researcher found out that music has the power to alter people's moral judgments. So people who listen to chirpy background music tended to be more accepting of unethical and cheating behaviour. Isn't that scary? Yeah. And this is where James Brown comes in. Because in part of a study that I came across, which is very similar, is that when uh, they did an advert that encouraged unethical behaviour, played along to James Brown, I got you, did it, did it, did like mm. cheerful music. Not only were people less likely to think, well, hang on a minute, that's unethical. Actually, when presented with that information afterwards, they were more likely to say that that was the right thing to do and that James Brown had just influenced them there and then. I mean, James Brown is morally questionable himself, but his music's mm. chirpy and it's maybe why he gets away with it. You think it'd be the opposite, wouldn't you? You think listening to like darker music would make you feel more. So. Well, the idea is that it's like positive music, isn't it? So that we're in the mood for this is the socially acceptable social oh, right, norm. Okay, yeah. That's that why. Sense. So you wouldn't play dark music with a negative message that would just reinforce it. Yeah. You would, you would turn around, flip it and reverse it and make it work that nice. way. That was nice. I like that. Is that why, like, serial killers, like, you can imagine him listening to, like, classical music because they want to feel... Well, Hannibal lectured us all of the time. Yeah. yeah. The music can totally change the mood. It's like with a horror movie, you know, when they've got, mm. like, whatever, or piano or something to carry. That's just my stomach. Um, <laughs> but, but if they just play, like, happy music, then having said that, some of the most effective sequences are when it does jar between what's happening on screen and, yeah. and the music. Yeah. Juxtaposition. Mm. Classical music just scare me a little bit purely because of the fact that I imagine like psychopaths listening to it doing weird things yeah or like satanic I mean a lot of the you take the omen and the exorcist and fil- films like that do have yeah like tubular bells they also like, like putting kids kids music in don't they kids nursery yeah rhymes. like yeah. one two Freddy's coming for yeah. you Three, Why four, is that so creepy it's just a kid's song five six grab a crucifix seven eight don't stay up late Nine, ten. Red is back again. <laughs> <laughs> if, so if that wasn't creepy, then nothing is. That's scary. Yeah, there we go. I hope they're not listening to this at night. <laughs> I hope they are. Stay safe, folks. <laughs> and remember, <laughs> even when you're asleep, Freddy can still kill you. <laughs> there is a negative side to music and being able to manipulate people, but there's also a beautiful power. It's not particularly dickheadery, this, but it's something I came across in the research, which I think is worth sharing. And it's about how 
music brings back memories for, for people, particularly people with dementia. So the BBC Memory Radio, they have a set of resources that has like classic songs from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. And the idea is you play them to people with dementia, along with like newspaper clippings and visuals from that time. And it just helps them, mm, like so memories come flooding back mm. and able to do that. And music's a really good way of doing that. Sometimes you hear a song and then it makes you think of where you were once yeah. when that song was played. Or reminds you of a person. Yeah. There's certain songs that I can't listen to, I just skip them because they annoy me because I think of a person. Oh, so that's the thing that ruins the song. Yeah, and it's good songs. Yeah. I'll tell you what else can ruin songs. Kids. Overplaying songs that you like. Mm. The kids have ruined so many of my favourite songs by getting into them. Claire hates it when I sing along to songs because I sometimes tend to freestyle. And add in my own bits, and she literally hates it. Um, mm. Just as a, as a piece of dickheadery that I do. But you're enjoying yourself. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm having fun. I'm enjoying myself. And yeah, yeah. say it, say it. You can say it. Claire's been a no. So I can understand Claire. <laughs> but yeah, don't be don't be shit staring. I just don't want to call anyone a dickhead. Well, well, hang think, on a minute. We need to call somebody a dickhead. I think I bring life to the songs. Here's the thing: when bands are playing live, do you like it if they play songs? exceptionally well and it sounds pretty much exactly like the recorded version or do you like it when they mix it up a little mix bit? it up i like it when they mix it up i don't like it when they go into five minute guitar and yeah. drum solos which a lot of the bands i like do yeah. i think that's the bit where i need to go to the toilet my 12 year old son is really into eminem and he puts eminem on when he's in in the shower or to use the correct term my shower which is why i'm allowed to go in and brush my teeth and things like that not his own shower in my shower as discussed previously but it, i think it blows his mind a little bit when he's listening to what he thinks is modern music and then i just like join in yeah and I just like rap along to it which i have to freestyle a little bit because i don't really know all of the words but i know enough to get through it yeah uh, i think i think it's only enhancing it you exactly. think eminem's got an annoying voice yeah okay good his voice has changed, actually, if you listen to the stuff from... I also remember Eminem actually came out in the 90s. He's mm. been around for that long. Although I did go to see Eminem once, really? and, he, and he played a lot of the new stuff, you know, like his collaborations with like Rihanna and all that stuff. And we were like, no, nah, we don't want that. We want the old stuff. Yeah. Was he good? He was very good. He had Dido come on for when yeah. he sang Stan. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So final thing is, do you ever come across a song and think that it has hugely inappropriate lyrics that maybe are damaging. I mean, we've already discussed why. The first one is from the Cheeky Girls, which were marketed towards young girls with the song Touch My Bum, This Is Life. Cheeky Girls song. They had a song called Touch My Bum. Yeah. And then it's just a touch my bum. I remember singing it when I was like really young and it's quite inappropriate. It's really inappropriate actually, isn't it? it's wrong. But I do feel that that was a bit of an irresponsible lyric to be yeah, marketed to young children. And then also we have a one-hit wonder, Bobby McFerrin. Can you remember what song he did? Bobby McFerrin did um, Mac the Knife or something, didn't he? He did Don't Worry, Be Happy. Oh, right, okay, right. Which Edit is the fantastic mental wrong. health. I'm thinking of Bobby Darren. Uh, Sorry. Which What's is, wrong with that? Well, because if you're suffering from severe depression or the edge of suicide and you just say to someone, ah, don't worry, just be happy. I know, but I think it's a nice sentiment. It's not, it's not aimed at that, is it? Not everything can be aimed at yeah. one job. If you're worried, go and speak to somebody. Medication's really progressed right now, but you need to be getting physically active and feeling connected to a community in order to build up your self-esteem and maintain those relationships, and then hopefully things will be okay. However, we also realise that many severe mental health problems are not quite as straightforward as that and will require a targeted period of intervention, and then hopefully then you can be happy. Okay. 
What do you reckon? Yeah. Give it a whirl. Remix. Give it a try. <laughs> yeah, remix. Yeah, well, we talked about it. We liked the idea of I mean, kind of like freestyle. Yeah. yeah. Might not have the same ring to it, but yeah. I mean, if Claire gets annoyed with me in her casting and other things, then she'd be livid with that one. <laughs> I'd have to pause it between every yeah. chorus as well to make sure that yeah. I could yeah. get that in. Plus, I'm not sure I'm ever going to be able to remember that. <laughs> My grandma used to have a fish on the wall that used to perk its head out like that and uh, then yeah. sing to Billy Bass. Yeah. I mean, what did it sing? Don't worry, be happy. And it just used to like move its head. Not Not your your version. version. So that just brings it close to D-Bad does music. So what have we learnt today? I mean, he's a bit dickhead of just to judge entire genres, entire periods of time and say it's a bit shit. Yeah, Frank Frank Tyner is not a pervert and Mr. Blobby does not have a hairy fanny. (laughs) (laughs) So accusing pop stars and big blotchy creatures of... Things that turn out to be inaccurate is dickheadery. And whatever you do, don't put that on a podcast for heaven's sake. So thank you for listening. I've been John Gilbert. I've been Ian Thompson. I've been Alex King. And remember, don't be a dickhead. Remember, stand for the national anthem.